0: Parasha has told us I want to mention a very important Yesod in this week's Pasha This is probably one of the topics that I love discussing because I believe it to be very important. We start with the sugya of Bayiswitzsua Bonim Bekirba. Chov Hevbez. Parasha has told us we know that Rithka became pregnant after many years and She's pregnant, and she has a little bit of a fight going on inside of the stomach. Even came zel noichi. What is this going on over here? What's happening over here? Right, which you have to understand on its own. Why is she complaining? She waited so long to have a child. It daven yitzchok, all business. Now, what's what, a, a bit of pain. a bit of page? Like, what do I need this for? Okay, vateilech lidroish es Hashem. She went to go and find out from Hashem. What is going to be the end? Very, very famous idea in the parasha. Very important idea. She went to go and ask for the rabbi and what's going on inside. It seems to be an interesting thing. That as she went past the base of Odezorah, there's fighting going on. As she goes past, there's fighting going on. What's pshat? A few ideas, by the way. There's a moidik a, tour, a la Torah Torah. Chaim, this is Kavaldik. The Torah Torah, says, it's not the Pshat that they were fighting in the womb. Torah Alatoir is a rishon. He says, the Pshat, was very, very hairy. And Yaakov, every time he touched him, it was like, it was like scratching him and it was annoying him. The Torah brings that. La Torah, says that. Isn't that amazing? amazing? Century already happened already from already those times. Right? They needed OT. all whole business. The kids are amazing what it is. But that's already the tour, Torah Alatoir, Rabbi Okay? Okay? But that's what it is, okay? So that was the fighting going on over there. Aga, by the way, Rabbi Yerucham, Rabbi Yerucham brings down in Das Torah also, that he says, again, and this is a whole topic that we're not going into, but he talks about the idea that everybody has a spiritual compass. Everyone has a spiritual compass. And how a compass works is there's magnetic force, and that magnetic force is pulling you in one direction, right? So, everyone has a magnetic force that's pulling them in a certain direction. Everybody should look to see what is their compass pulling them towards? Is it pulling them towards Ruchmius? Or is it pulling them towards Gashmias? Or Taivas Or Yetzirah and Averas and everything else? The person has to take note that this can happen and obviously look after it, nurture it, direct it in the right way, because obviously as we know, all the characteristics that we were given are given to us to be used in the right way. Like the morale says in Pirkei a, type of a, COVID, a person has to have a little bit of those three, because otherwise you wouldn't survive. Says the morale because everything we have, the Ruch HaSidikim says it in Akdam also, he says every meter that we have is like salt and pepper. Too much? Not good. Too little? Not good. It needs to be a little bit. The exact amount for that specific food, right? Our meters are the same thing. Everything can be directed in the right way. The Gemara tells us famously, that the way you're born, the time that you're born, affects often your actions. Right? For example, there's a time of being born that you love blood. So you have a choice. And the Gemara asks the Kasha, what are you meant to do if you were born in a time that, you know, that you love blood? And the answer is, become a Maya, become a Shaykhah. What does that mean essentially? Take what you were given and use it for the positive. Because everything can be. But that's already the shmuz that that maybe we should do a different time. I want to mention one small idea, which I believe to be a very important idea. An idea that we should be implementing in our lives, now specifically but also for our whole lives, Because it's very, very important. So remember, Rivka has a suffix. She doesn't know what to do. What's going on inside her? Is this a schizophrenic boy? Does he have bipolar? Before all of these terms were created. What, what's with this guy? Beis he, HaVaita Zorah, uh, he's fighting to get out. Beis HaMedrash is fighting to get out. Like, what, what's going on with this guy, yeah? She goes, Yeshiva Shein And they found out that, no, 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 it's Twins. One is zoy, one is Azoy. Two children, two different characteristics, two different directions, two different journeys. This is the journey that you're going to have to take. You're going to have these two children. One's going to be what you thought you're going to want, right? Every parent stands up at the, the chuppah as you are going to do, Be'ezus Hashem, Be'ytu Bizmanoi. And you're going to have these ideas. It's going to be great. We're going to have a great marriage, build a beautiful home, great job, make loads of, loads of money. are going to have kids. All those kids are going to look perfect. In the way that I want them to look. You know what I mean? And then unfortunately it doesn't work always that way. Because it's a journey that a parent sometimes has to go on with their children. That don't always necessarily go that way that they want to do. But that's fine. That's what that's what is being told. There's a journey over here. You have two different children. Every child is different. Every child that we have is different. You can notice that. Be'ez HaShem, you'll see. When you have your own children, you'll see that two children, same parents. Like what? Totally different. In character. In in, in midas. In temperament. In everything. And you're like, where did this come from? But that's how it is. And as a parent, we have to learn to go on the journey with our children in whatever they need. It's not about us, it's about them. Right? That's very, very important. But without all that, I think there's a very important three words that I want to concentrate on. And I just want to mention, what did she do? Lemaisa. Rivka had a sophic. She wasn't sure what's going on. What did she do? She did one thing. Lidroish es Hashem. She went to ask Hashem. She went to Sazrashi, Medrash. She went to go to the Yeshiva to ask Das Torah. What to do what? What's going to be the end? What's going to happen? What's going to be? There's a very, very important lesson for our own lives. We all have stakers in our lives. We have times that we don't know where to turn, what to do, what to decide, how to decide. And the problem is, what do we do? So we have a choice. We can either decide on our own, based on our uneducated experience, and say, I think I know better, or we can go to those that know better. Those that have clarity of seeing through the lens of the Torah, not through the lens of physicality and everything else that goes together with down in this world, but they see more of what's going on. Mr. Sashon brings an example of a maze. I don't know if you've ever been to a human, a real maze that you actually have to go through. I think I did it on a date once. Right, you can ask my wife. We did it on a date, we went on a real maze, right? Now, this didn't happen when I went there. But they I think they have this tall, I don't know if they do, they have this really tall, like a tower, almost like a control tower, the guy's sitting there. He sees the guy's getting lost, so he, they direct. they direct them, a speaker. Now this would be a typical man move, right? If they're lost, and the guy would be seeing that they're just getting deeper and deeper and deeper into getting more and more lost and in the wrong direction, he would go on the microphone, he would say, no, no, you're going in the wrong direction. Turn around. Typical man. I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. I don't need advice from anybody. I don't need instructions from anybody. That's fine. Right? Very simple. Right, man and woman in the car. She's like, I think we're lost. I think you need to ask someone. He's like, no, it's fine. I know the way. It's okay, right? Open up a new box, take instructions out. The woman's like, oh, let's read the instructions. He's like, no way. I know what to do. I don't need the instructions to tell me what to do. That's why, by the way, it's the biggest pillar on Seder night. Seder night. We sit down and there are sixty-four mitzvahs that every man Art School says pick up the coast. Okay, pick up the coast. Art school says cover the khala, the matzah, cover the matzah. All of a sudden, every man is listening to all the instructions. I don't understand what's going on over here. You know? It's amazing. Think about it. Anyway, that's not for now. The point is, Mr. Shum says that sometimes we have to take advice and ask those people that are higher than us, more experienced than us. They understand what's going on. Those are the people we're looking at. And people often think. They don't understand what's going on. They don't understand what's going on. Do the Talmideh Chachomim, do the G'doylim, understand what's going on? Do they really know what's happening in the world? Technology, they're talking about internet, they're talking about smartphones. Do you think they really understand? You know what's amazing? People used to go, for example, to Avaron Leib, that's how, right? Avaron was Unbelievable. Unbelievable, he knew in Torah, what he knew in Chinuch, what he knew in everything, and they went in and asked him about internet and smartphones, and, and he gave direction. And people said, I don't understand. 93-year-old Sadiq living in Bnei you think he knows what's going on? He don't even know what a smartphone is. What, what are you asking him? The answer is, number one, two things. There's a siyat Deshmaya. right? When you're that much of a goddle you get a natural siyat Deshmaya. And number two, when you're dealing with this many people and this many questions, you get to hear what's going on in the world. And that's something that I think we see from here is an amazing thing. That we as Yidin have amazing privilege and opportunity to be able to ask, dask, dask, to be able to live our lives not with our knowledge, but also with the experience of others that know no better. My Rosh Shiva of Scheinberg used to always complain. You've heard this from me many times. He used to complain many times how people, I heard this from him loads of times, how people would come in and they would ask a shayla about a spoon. It was a milk spoon. It wasn't used in 24 hours, or well, I'm not sure. I dipped it into the chicken soup, but it was only halfway in. It wasn't, I said, let us boy, what, is, what do I do about the spoon? 20 minutes, he's handling the spoon. Can I use it? How does it work? Can I capture it? He's like, the spoon's 20 agarot. I'll buy you a brand new spoon. But when a shayla comes your way, of chenach where to send your kids to school, or who to get married to, or what pronosah to take, or to move back to Chotzotz, or whatever it may be, oh, those shaylas you decide on your own. Oh, but the 20 agarot spoon, that's bothering you. That's taking up your whole time. But a big shayla, not does you decide on my own? Because what does he understand? Here we see clearly, Rivka's teaching us, when we don't understand, when we have sphikas, when life presents us with challenges that we don't know where to turn to, what do we do? What should be our natural reaction? We turn to Hashem. We turn to our gedolim, our Rabbonim. We turn to our Tzadikim, our Manhigim. The people who have more experience in life in Torah than us, and they're looking with a clearer Torah lens. Somebody once, once, insulted, if they can, Reb Feinstein. And Reb said something. And they said, Ah! Ah! To swerve on the gas. To swerve on the street. Now, how could they say that to the God ladore I don't know. But they did. With they say, Chaz didn't get upset because the Moshe never got upset. But on, on that some small madriga, he showed outwardly a little bit of expression of upsetness. Obviously, to teach the person a lesson, not because Chaz was upset. And he said, there's nothing in here that's from the gas. Nothing on the street. It's pure Das Torah. When they came to the Chazanish, and they asked the Khazanish, how can you say what you said? When they started to do Sheirat Lu'umi, here in Eretz Yisrael, where they said that if you can't go to the army, they should do Shaivat Lu'umi, which means you should serve the army in different forms. Go to hospitals, go help out over here, go do that, all different things. So they thought and they assumed that the G'dayna would be okay with it. Going to the army, they said at the time, was a terrible thing. It was almost destruction for the Yiddish guy at the time. I'm not going into it now, but that's what it was at the time. And the Chazanish said terrible things. And the Chazanish said, if you go to the army, it's Yeruk Valyava. means take a gun, shoot yourself before going to the army. Because he held it was spiritual death. But when they came up with Sheru Lumi, okay, I have to go to the army now. Especially girls. It was girls that were sent into the army. That was Moshe priests and Lord Terrible things that were happening at the time, right? So they came to Chazanish and said, okay, now they don't have to go to the army. They can do Shevut Lumi. And the Chazanish says, Yoreg val yavah. they should kill themselves. It was a p'sak lemaisa. Kill yourself before doing that. He said, Chazanish, where does it say this in the Torah? Where, where does it say this? We, we learnt that Bible. We don't see nothing over there. The School doesn't translate anything. Come on. Where does it say that? You know what the Chazanish did? He opened up his jacket and he said, it says it right here. Now the Chazanish was not a balgaiva, but he understood himself. And he knew what he had to show to others. It says it right here, because he understood that he was the address for Das Torah. The Ish understood every intricate detail. Yes, by the way, because the Ish, as we know, told people how to perform brain surgery, because he knew how the Torah would understand everything, even though he didn't learn physics or biology or anything similar to that. Our Gedolim have a natural siyata dishmaya. Our Rabonim. people who are Oisik in Torah, people who are Oisik in Sorech The people that are Manhiga Ador, the people that are, are leading us. These are people that understand. And our job is to be literate as Hashem for any opportunity that we can to live our lives. I spoke to a Rav in Flatbush not long ago. And I asked him, he's been a Rav for over 35 years. I said, in your experience, do you see the difference between somebody that has a Rav and someone that doesn't have a Rav? And he says he sees it every day. A balabosh, someone that lives in Qudshores, he's working, of course he's learning as well, he doesn't have a Rav, there's no direction in his life. He's doing whatever he wants, and that's spiritual death. Right? He ends up terrible. Someone has a Rav, someone has someone that he can go to. He has a Rebbe, he has a Rav, he has a Gadol, he has a tzaddik, whoever it may be. Someone to ask, someone to liderace Hashem. What do you think Hashem would say in such a situation? Our personal brains are so clouded from everything that we've seen, everything we've said, everything we've heard, everything Everything is all cloudy. Some people have less cloud, and therefore, he says clearly, no question, he sees the difference. I, I deal with a lot of shidduchim. and I hear this from girls all the time, and I love it when I hear this from the girl. I want a boy that has Torah. I want a boy that has a Rebbe. I want a boy that's makhshiv Torah. that if there's a shiner in the home, what to do, and I don't mean what bracha to make out of pretzel, or a donut, or anything else, but I mean, what do we do now? How do we live our lives? Am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right direction? That is Das Torah. If you live your life that way, it changes everything. And girls that machshev that, that means that they want you to have it. So that means you have to work on it. Because when you have Das Torah in your life, your whole life is a different life. Your life is working Alpi Torah. Your life is working Alpi Hashem. Your life is working in the Rotson Hashem. You don't know the Rotson Hashem, but Das Torah does. And therefore, when you convey this in your heart, in your brain, in your body, in everything that you do, that we need to ask that we need to ask our we need to ask our Rov, our Godl, our tzaddik, our Rebbe, whichever it is. We live our lives that way. And if there's no question that's too small, sometimes people call me up and say, I feel really bad. It's like a really like stupid question. And I was like, there's no such thing as a stupid question. There's no such thing. Now I'm not saying sometimes the question isn't stupid. It is sometimes it is stupid, but that's not the point. Because if you want the person to ask again, then obviously you can't do that. And also for them it wasn't stupid if they asked it, right? Because they obviously wanted to know, they wanted to know the answer. So that's fine. And, and never be embarrassed to ask. Never. You know, people are sometimes like, I'm a really embarrassing question. Let me let me tell you something. Okay, from my experience, anyone that gets shyless, don't ever be embarrassed to ask him shyless because he's probably heard a lot worse. And by the way, he doesn't think about your question after you've already asked it because he's already on to the next person. So don't ever be embarrassed. But we have to learn what Rifka's teaching us in this week's Power Shop is Lid Rosh Hashem. She had a sophic, she wasn't sure where to go. She asked Hashem, she asked Das Torah, she asked Karov, her Abonim, and it worked. Okay? It showed her the way, it taught her which path to take. That's the message of this week's paratia, which I believe is such a khash a message. If we can only cut this message, I've said this a few times in Yeshiva, there's a few things that we love doing in this Yeshiva, Yiddish, connection to Hashem, Emunah, and Tfilah, Shabbos, Halacha, a lot. But if there be only one thing that you leave this Yeshiva with, and that is a of Das Torah, and this idea that I had to live my life with Das Toyo and Rabbonim, and and I'm not talking about Halacha ones only, or Sashkafah ones, then it dayenu, it's enough. Then we did success. Because that means your whole life will be living al Das Hashem. Your whole life will be living in Rats Hashem. Remember this, be kaver in your heart. It's important to have a Rebbe, it's important to have someone that you trust, someone that knows you, who understands you, who understands people, who understands experience, and use him as much as you can. Chap. Because in your whole life you need someone. And you get married and you have children and and all sorts of issues with There's tons of things that could happen along your lives. If you live with Hashem, you have a this teaches us that's the way to go. should be to get a Rebbe, to have someone to close with and to use it to live a full lives of Das Hashem Be'izah Hashem.